Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo on this fine, fine Friday afternoon. Or this fried Friday. Fried Friday. Thank you, Josh. Right off the tip. No what? pun intended. Oh, God. The episode title. I said to Espo, I was like, really? I was like, some people think I'm the most perverted in the office. And, and Espo defended himself. was like, that's not perverted. That's where they're going. I'm like, mm, that was just so? called Big D. What do you want me to do? No. no. <laughs> I only have so many characters of the stupid image. On to Big D. Huh? I have zero thoughts. But the Suns are moving on to the second round and uh, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. But before we get into that, let's just recap a small amount of time anyway. The first round of the playoffs in the Suns. Saul, what were your thoughts overall just on this series and the way that the Suns were able to close it out? It was tough. Uh, I knew it was going to be tough. I'm going to give myself flowers because I said it was going to be tougher than any possible matchup for the Suns. And um, listen, you got to give the Pelicans credit. They Mm -hmm. absolutely battled the Suns. Um, They made it physical. They made it hard. They made it difficult. And uh, the Suns... I think if this if it wasn't the Suns, I believe any other team that would have had to face the Pelicans in the first round would have lost because the Suns, there's something about them that just knows how to get past adversity, um, and that's obviously led by a CP3. And I don't know if, let's just say the Warriors, right, if the Warriors would have been able to handle all that physicality as well as the Suns did. That's just my impression. I know that the Warriors have been to the finals and all that good stuff, but... Um, there's just it's just a vibe about the Pelicans in this first round that I felt like man if they would have matched up against anybody else they might have won that first round series so uh, I think the Suns are happy that it's over I'm happy that it's over Same. and they they move on to a, a team in the Dallas Mavericks that I think they can handle look I look at it like a relationship when it's over you can go back and look at what were the positives in it <laughs> and for me this was the kind of challenge the Suns needed to get prepared for the rest of the playoffs. I mean, they had that last year in playing the Lakers, uh, getting uh, you know getting pushed in that in that way that they did. I think it's very good that they got the Pelicans and had that early challenge. I think it makes rounds two, rounds three a little bit easier in a way because you've seen a team that matches up against your biggest deficiencies extremely well in terms of rebounding uh, in the way that, and in particular on the offensive glass. So this this Pelican series was a big deal. I I, I wonder, because I've heard that a lot, a, a lot. A lot of people saying, like, I'm glad um, that almost as if this was like a wake-up call for the Suns or that they were happy that they got this one out of the way as if, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, and I'm not trying to, to 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 bag on it. I'm just like, I wonder where that mentality comes from. Like, we're glad that this, as if, I don't know, maybe the next round won't be harder. For me, as far as being glad it's over, it's the physicality, the potential for injuries. That's what I was most concerned about throughout this playoff series as it went along. It was like, okay, this is a super physical matchup between these two teams, more so towards the Suns. I don't need more injuries as we're trying to go further and further in these playoffs. I mean, but like, so, I mean, that could happen anyway, right? Like the Lakers weren't as physical as the Pelicans were this year, last year, right? Um, but they still got banged up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, it's the same way you look at like whoever 
whatever team Pat Bev's on, you're like, I don't want that team because I'm afraid of injuries. Sure. I'm not saying that the Pelicans are necessarily as dirty as Pat Bev, but it still was a concern of how many more shots are the Suns going to take and which one is going to result in an injury that could be catastrophic. Well, I would argue that the Pelicans were far more dirtier than the Clippers were last year. But nobody, oh. I don't think, at least I didn't expect that. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, I didn't either. But now when you go up, if you go up against a Draymond Green in the Western Conference Finals, you've already had probably the most annoying team you're going to face that got under your skin in the way that they did. So Draymond's antics seem a little less, you know, annoying because you've been there with it, right? You've been through offensive rebounding issues and the physicality that I don't think you're going to see with Dallas. So all of a sudden that feels a little bit easier because you're you're going to have a little bit more room to breathe. That's that's why I liked it as as a first round matchup and just kind of as that that primer, just get it set. Like, I know. What would get would sweeping a team 4-0 been nice sure, but I also think that there's something to be said for really getting in the grind of what the playoffs sure. is around. With. I mean, I, I get that point. Uh, it's just sometimes when I hear other people explain it, it sounds much like, you know, an undefeated team losing the last game of the season and somehow that being the magical cure to winning a championship because, you know, like, oh, well, I'm glad they got it out of the way now. Like, well, that doesn't mean that they're going to continue to win in the playoffs. Like, uh, that's the the vibes that I get. But, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, you explained it a little bit differently. Yeah, so. I'm with Espo more than – than the, the other option that you threw out there. And I also think, too, it's just maybe the wake-up call in the sense of like, okay, not that they necessarily don't realize this because I'm sure they do, but we're in the playoffs. Like physical basketball is coming at you. Mm. Whistles are going to be a little bit different than in the regular season. Like, And now they have an, a sense of an idea just kind of like or got their toes wet, I guess, if you will. Now they're ready to dive on in. Sure. Hopefully. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> anyway. I, will, I will also say, and I'm going to echo Omar Gonzalez's comments, uh, where he says this series showed why DA needs the bag. Um, I think if the Suns had lost this series somehow, some way, we all would have looked back and said, DA was absolutely underutilized offensively uh, compared to the rest of the team. My guy, holy shit, he, was, he shot like 75% in the series. And still only averaged like 23 points a game. If that had been CP3 or if that had been Devin Booker like the entire series, there's no way they wouldn't have gotten at least 25 to 30 shots up a game. Like they just wouldn't have happened. And DA, I, I just felt like he he showed everybody like he, – he showed me that he's ready to, to take the moment uh, by the horns is, is what it felt like to me. I felt like they did not utilize him hardly at all as much as they should have. I, I'm just going to keep pounding that table. And if we if we don't get to the finals or if we lose in the finals, that is going to be one of the main reasons, in my opinion. Look, DA does deserve the bag. He's evolved into exactly what everybody wanted offensively. I will say there were times <clears throat> where I would have liked to see him box out a little bit better. He kind of got lost a handful of times in this series on that end. In, in this Mavericks series, he needs to dominate the boards because they don't have anybody that can from a Pelican standpoint. But he deserves a max. But like, I, there's no doubt about my it. My counter to that is is that I saw for every every time that D.A. wasn't quote-unquote in position to get a rebound, he was in position blocking his own man out and freeing up the others to go get a rebound. And some of the other guys, I feel like it's more the other guys that need to, 
pick up the weight of that boxing out more than it is DA. Yes, Valanciunas got him several times. I'm not going to lie about that, obviously. But there was obviously there was also multiple occasions where DA did his job, defended, helped, and his the rest of the team let him down. I agree. There, I just I'd like to see it cleaned up the handful of times where he was kind of caught sleeping. There yeah. were some of those in those second, third quarters in this series. It wasn't in clutch time. He was great uh, in putting a body on somebody. But you know that's uh, that's kind of just my initial read on on Da. But he deserves the max. I mean, he's proven everything that they've asked of him in in this series and in last playoffs as well. I do want to give some flowers, though, to Willie Green and a little bit of the Pelicans on the side, like some some smaller flowers, right? Some carnations. They're going to be a good team in the future. And it's going to be fun to cheer Willie on because he's always going to be kind of a member of the Phoenix Suns, if you will, because Willie was here for those times. He was very instrumental on turning this thing around. And he's an all-around really good guy. And I know we mentioned it in last night's show, Espo, like seeing – him cry and get emotional after that game. But after the show was over, I was actually able to go watch some of those videos even more. They really got me in the feels. Like, that's got to be such a tough thing to do, battling against guys that you have so much love and admiration for on both sides. Like, Chris Paul to Willie, Willie to Chris, Monty to Willie, Willie to Monty. Like, there was a moment, one of the videos I saw, Monty was literally wiping away tears from Willie's face. And I was just like, oh, this one got me. That is a strategy, so they let their guard down next time. <laughs> Do not fall for it. Willie Green cannot get in your feels. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, Willie did great work this year. It's cool to see somebody from the Monty Williams coaching tree mm-hmm. have success like that. And if they get Zion back at, at full strength, that's going to be – a very very difficult team to go up against for the next handful of years. I've never, um, I never buy year to year, like promise. Um, and the reason why is because things change just at the drop of a hat in the NBA. Like you just never know what's going to happen. One injury completely dismantles your team. Uh, and you're right. Like if Zion was playing this year, maybe the the Pels are you know a four or a five seed instead of an eight. But he's he was hurt all year long. It's just it's kind of the same thing with. With Denver, right? You just when you're missing key players, you never know how their season is going to work out. And I understand the promise of the young team and what could happen, but you know, with uh, with great expectations is even greater responsibility. And to determine whether or not this team can handle that won't be known until next year, when now people know that they're they're a for real team. There's somebody that you have to scheme against um, and you can't take lightly, especially with CJ McCollum in the fold to kind of open things up a little bit more for Brandon Ingram. So, um, you know, to me, if you're going to be successful moving forward, it's more on the front office than it is the coaching because I feel like Willie Green did everything he possibly could to take that team to where they were this year. What kind of pieces will the, the Pels add to kind of supplement some of their weaknesses as we move forward if Zion doesn't come back, or if mm-hmm. he does come back, he's going to take him some time to get back into the fold and all that good stuff. Yeah, so somebody asked Zion, would you sign your your max extension with the Pels? He's like, right now? Yeah, of course you would. Of course. Guy's played, he missed the uh, full play, year. My, Who asked My guy's that? played 18 games in his entire career. Of course he'd sign the max. Yeah, so he's I'd offering you money to dude. do like nothing. Would basically. you like $158 million yeah. for free? Yes. Would you like security for the rest of your life? Where do I sign? Like, Jesus. It's just, I, I did. Why anybody asked that question <laughs> is beyond me. But 
I mean, I don't know. That's just that's a no brainer. Absolutely. Okay. The last thing from last night's game. Of course, we saw the FJ Crowder shirts. Espo, you're rocking a really fun shirt. Can you uh, show this off for yeah, us let's, and break it down? Here we go. It's uh, so it says E and then a bunch of stars. Vacation Alvarado. It, it's enjoy vacation Alvarado, but I refuse <laughs> to say anything polite or nice to Jose Alvarado, so that's why it's blanked out. And I'm going to make this deal, right? We saw, let's put the Jay Crowder image up. We saw that Jay Crowder shirt, uh, the F.U.J. Crowder shirt in his store is, what? what is that, 49 bucks? 45, after taxes, it's like 50-something because I bought one today. All right. The highest amount we get put in the super chat today on the show, I will sign this and send it to you. <laughs> you can have this one of one classic enjoy vacation Alvarado Game shirt. Worn. Game, Game worn. Game worn. Yes. And I will sign it. You'll have a, a legit autograph. We'll get it authenticated. I'll send it out to you. So start those super chats now. I'm going to guess we get nowhere near what uh, boss man's getting for just shirt. wants to. He just wants to sign something and send something. Oh, That's I've, all that is. I've, I've signed plenty of <laughs> autographs. So. Oh, I have back in my son's Big days. time. Yeah. Who'd you sign them for? Fans at, at the preseason scrimmage. Oh, yeah, right. that's right. Look at you go. <laughs> yeah. I ruined yourself. some kids' poster. They asked, they asked for me to sign it. So. It's always so awkward, right? When they're like, oh, will you sign this thing? And I'm like, no, I don't want to ruin your ball that has like a bunch of Suns players signatures on it like i don't want to ruin that i legit said it because the kid had all the team signed on the poster yeah. a couple of them and they're like will you sign it as well i was like no you don't want this shit on i'm like you, you got a napkin or something yeah. i'll sign that i don't oh want to ruin your oh. your souvenir here. Look, look at this update on the bidding zero dollars on the <laughs> on the alvarado shirt so it's going fast people oh my god hey, oh the money will go to charity if i didn't say that not to me i'll donate it uh, to to a local charity, probably St. Vincent de Paul Food Bank. So there you go. I won't be profiting go. off of it. Um, these Jay Crowder shirts were so the way this all unfolded is just it's just perfect. And the fact that Jay put that up on his website like right after the game is so genius for him to kind of embrace this. Uh, so we were saying before the show, I think the FJ Crowder chant is going to be this year's Sons and Four, and kind of like. And it couldn't come soon enough. Yeah, we definitely know that that needed to be retired. The Sons and Four was that do was we, last year. It do needs we to, though? I mean, I would agree. In, at least think in this room, we all agree. I think casuals were still saying it. Yeah, well, like I just was like, oh my god, I hate this chant so much. I heard it. Um, at, at some points in this series, and I was like, dude, like, really? We're really going to rehash this dumb shit? No. So I'm so happy that the fuck Jay Crowder stuff is back because it's, like, so passive-aggressive. And also, I asked Espo this. Have we become the most petty fan base and 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 team in the league? Yes. I mean, we're high up there for sure. We're top five. I paid $20 for this shirt this morning. I mean, we really are. Alvarado. It's almost like a, 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 something, though. It's like a... a a source of pride it's for us. It's a badge now. of honor. It God is a badge of honor, and <laughs> I'm going to really enjoy is. it while I can. I think, like, I think it's just because we've we've been deprived for so long that now that we're finally on the other side with some green grass, you got to make up for over a decade worth of just like being on the receiving end. You know what I mean? Uh, I fully agree. But my question is. Do we have to start chanting F.J. Crowder now? Oh, yes. Like, is that is 100%. that like a motivator where he's going to think oh. that shit's funny? Oh, yeah. And it's going to happen at, it's at if our Jay arena. Crowder, if Jay Crowder has like a big moment, like hits a three, and they go to timeout, 
the chance will be there. <laughs> I guarantee it. I I'm guarantee not, it. I'm not mad at it, but I'm. I you, don't know. I think I need to see it. If you come out to a game a watch at the Ainsworth and this happens, you know what I'm going to start saying on the mic, just so you all know. <laughs> well, you, you know that this team would find that hilarious, I would right? Think so, yeah. Because they embraced it and wore the shirts. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. We called it in pregame if they won, but honestly, Philly needs I to have a clap afterwards. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Crowd or... yeah. Agreed. That no. makes it way better. Yeah. Huh? It feels... <laughs> there you go, see? Right. And guess what? Guess who's going to also have to say it? Yeah. <laughs> Says who? You got to play the games, Lindsay. You got to play these stupid games. Okay, uh, Dagoon in the chat said, "Get the fans to yell luck, Jay Crowder." Nah, nah, go all in. No, nope. okay. own it. Like he embraced it, so why? Yeah. He's selling or, a shirt or with do it we, on it. Do we follow Book's lead and chant foul, Jay Crowder? Nah. No, that's no fun. Crowder for the three. Yeah. Foul Jay Crowder. What the fuck are we saying? I don't know what this means. I'm fine. Everybody with knows F what it means. I'm fine Say with FJ Crowder or or the full word. We're all Either adults way. here. Either way. I don't care. Not in as, the arena, as though. Long as they and make no, it there's hey, children listen, who watch this. If those program, kids want to take off their shirt. And 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 whip it around. They can say the f word. I, I am, you have my permission. There I am go. no child. I am no adult. I am definitely a child. Still, I'm sure that's what parents would like to hear. So giving their kids permission yeah. to curse. <laughs> right. uh, if you don't think your kids are cursing anyway, come on. Uh, that's that's different. When it's out of earshot, it's different. You you at least get the it's illusion a, it's a, it's that your kids of pride are, are to let oh, your kids say the f word in front of you for the first time and not have to scold them about <laughs> my it. My mother still gives me the stink eye if too. I say the f word. Oh, not mine. My dad they, different, but my mother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. same. I'm with you. But, my favorite video that it is in existence when the kid comes running to his mom. Can I say a bad word? Can I say a bad word? And the mom's like, yeah, and they just run off yelling at their sibling or something. That was hilarious. Uh, by the way. Uh, Tote board update, zero dollars. Zero dollars. We can't even get a single dollar for this awesome shirt that Espo spent so much time creating. Come on, you guys. I'm going to put it online and start uh, start taking donations well, You're going to have to sign it, then you're going to have to frame it and, <laughs> and have Max put a hole in it. All right. Inside Joe. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to preview a little bit of Suns versus Mavs. But first, a reminder that NBA playoffs means next-level basketball, and you can get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, sweet, an official action. sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three legs or more and get up to $25 back if one leg does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Give Just me a reminder, that's 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Espo, you got a super Shane, chat. Shane, I would have just nice. given it to you. 99 <laughs> cents, baby. Give it to me. Look at that. Give it to me. 99 cents to St. Vincent de Paul. Shane's got that big heart, people. That will, that will get three cans of food. Don't <laughs> hey, be a hater. Hey, I'm not hating. It's, it's anything is good. Better than so. nothing. Shout out yeah. to Shane for the super chat. The, the bids are coming shirt. in. <laughs> 
All right, guys, let's uh, take a look at this next round. The Suns will face the Mavs in the Western Conference semifinals. The first game of this series will be this upcoming Monday at 7 p.m. here in Phoenix. Now, what what happened? <laughs> Charles oh, Coulter. No. Number two. Got out You're dead to me, Charles. <laughs> Charles with the $2 super chat to get the shirt. All right. Fantastic. Uh, this season, the Suns went 3-0 and against the Mavs. Now, all of those games were before the Mavs traded Kristaps Porzingis, and Luka Doncic missed two of those games. But DA played in two of those games only, and during that time, he averaged 15 rebounds and 13 and a half points. Sean, you're so dumb. <laughs> Sean got outbid before he even bid on the shirt. So basically what happened is is we had Shane with a 99 cent bid. Charles came in at $2. And then Sean came in at $1.99 thinking he was going to win the shirt. It's but not didn't price realize. is right rule. Yeah. Oh, you got to beat the last bid. $3.98. Oh, there we go. There it is. $3.98. We're not adding these, Sean. Like, they're individual. Yeah. Yes, though. Uh, the the series, I don't think you can read much into Mavs Suns based on what happened in the regular not too season. Much. Much, like, uh, much like the Pels, this is a different Mavericks team since the trade deadline. They're 19 and 7 since trading Chris Stapps for Bertans and Dinwiddie. So uh, they've played a different brand of basketball. So you can't read into into the regular season. One thing a trend I think you can read into is lifetime since Luca's been drafted. He's three and nine against the Suns, which speaks volumes to mm-hmm. one Mikhail Bridges in my mind because Mikhail's been here since uh, since that draft. They all came in him, Da, uh, and Mikhail all came in in that same draft class, and Mikhail's guarded Luca very well since being in the league. And that's one thing I think you can count on in this series is Mikhail Bridges continue to play fantastic defense on Luka. Now, Luka, obviously one of the greatest uh, in the game, so you may not completely stop him the way at times he did with McCollum or Ingram, but he'll slow him down, and that's enough against this Mavs team. Another, another fun stat from StatMuse, DA is 10-1 against the Mavericks all time. I love that. Yeah. I... um. I think that this should mirror what happened to the Nuggets last year when the second round at the hands of the Suns. I just, I feel like the Suns have them at every, they got an advantage at every position outside of Luka. And um, there's just, nothing tells me that Dallas is going to slow down the Suns offensively if the Suns play at a high level. So this is giving me Denver Nugget vibes all over again. Um, and I hope I hope it that is the case because in a perfect world, if the Grizzlies take care of business tonight, or if they even if they shouldn't, the next round is going to be vital because the Warriors and the Grizz hopefully will have to absolutely murder each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can get out of this series as fast as possible, you're going to have plenty of rest and uh, and be ready to go for whoever comes out of that series. So um, I think the Suns played with their food in the first round. Uh, they understood that. The food could bite back, and you don't want to play with it too much longer. With this series, I think they're going to take care of business. Look, both teams have really good defenses. Somehow Jason Kidd has turned this ragtag bunch into a top 10 defense, guys that aren't known for defense. So that they could slow down the Suns a little bit. I mean, they, they only gave up 109 
6.1 points per 100 possessions, which was one of the tops in the league. Suns averaged 114.8 per 100 possessions this year. So this is going to be an interesting battle of one of the best offenses versus a very good defense. But when you look at it, the strength of of Dallas is their guard play. Luca, mm-hmm. uh, Jason, or excuse me, Jalen Brunson and Dinwiddie. Those three guys really carry a lot of their offense. It's also the strength of the Suns. Big men wise, not really great. Powell, Kleber, uh, Boban, not good on the glass. There's they only had nine combined games of ten or more rebounds. Right, so you're not going to run into the same rebounding issues that you did last year right and in this series against the suns and we said don't look in into those three games much but the bigs were about the same right the suns averaged two and a half more rebounds than their season average against the mavericks so they were a better rebounding team than they were on most of the year so that problem that you saw against the pels isn't going to rear its ugly head here what this comes down to is how does deandre ayton come to play Mm -hmm. if you get the deandre ayton that you got in round one the guy you saw in last year's playoffs, I'm with Saul. I don't think this is a, a huge deal. If you get a DA that shies away from the moment, this could become a, a more interesting series because Mavs are a pretty good defensive team on the three-point line, only gave up about 34% all year. So the Suns could still have that three-point shooting issue that we saw in round one. I think we're absolutely going to get playoff DeAndre and like top tier playoff DeAndre and in this matchup one because he takes these games very seriously you know DA wants to win and two because the conversation around Luca and DA has still to this day followed him you know he sees people online talking about still to this day that the Suns should have taken Luca over him and he takes that very seriously and very personally as he should like I feel like DA always gets up for these Mavs games. They're, listen, the Mavs, the Mavs have no fucking clue what DA is about to do to them in the second round. They have not seen play, playoff DA. They've seen okay DA mm-hmm. for most of the for most of the Luca versus DA stuff. He's been okay. Uh, the Suns have just been a better team overall. In this in this this round, I, I think you're going to see DA go to an even higher level um, because I think his teammates hopefully are starting to trust him. Um, I mean, in the, this last game against the Pelicans, just the confidence that he had to pull up and take a shot, not defer to somebody else, um, you know, the turnaround jumper, uh, you know. The, the dribbling, the, the I dribbling. think, is so yeah. big. I think D.A. Is, is starting to feel, he's starting to get into a nice little groove, and there ain't a damn dude on on the Mavs that can stop D.A. There just isn't. And then to, to couple that with JaVale McGee off the bench, the Suns have the advantage down low, and they got to take advantage of that, and I think they will. Let me be very clear. I'm not saying that this is all on DA. What I'm what I'm saying is, with the Mavs' strength being the backcourt, I think you're basically going to trade points between Chris Paul, Devin mm-hmm. Booker, uh, and Mikhail Bridges with Luca, Jalen Brunson, and Spencer Dinwiddie. So then that means it's going to come down to which bigs play better. For this team for these teams and i think obviously da has the massive advantage like saul's saying you can't take dallas lightly but i think this is a more favorable matchup position to position than it was against the pelicans so i just i like the way they match up you're not going to see the rebounding issues i feel much better going into this one than i did uh, while we were watching them against new orleans one thing i would look for in this series and i feel like it's going to happen midway through game one 
Aaron Holiday matched up on on Brunson just to throw something different at him mm-hmm. uh, because Brunson has had his way with the taller guys in this league. Um, and I think Aaron Holiday is that, kind of that little pest like Alvarado was against Chris Paul uh, that will slow him down and, and not make him as effective as he was against the Jazz. The interesting thing is going to be how does Devin Booker's hamstring react, right? How does he come in to this? Because they're going to need Chris Paul and Devin Booker to play some solid defense be- since that is the, a strength of the Mavs. You can't kind of sleepwalk defensively through this one. You're going to have to put forth a lot of major effort, and you're going to need Jay Crowder as well to continue to do that defensively. Mm-hmm. So uh, Devin's hamstring hopefully is as close to 100% as it can get by Monday night because you're going to need peak Devin Booker too. Having had more time to kind of take in last night's game, I'm glad that Devin approached it the way he did. He didn't go out there and try to go 100% and exert himself or put in a lot of energy in certain situations. And I'm glad he did that because he was playing it a little bit safe, which is something you have to do in a situation like this. He was still able to have a positive impact on this game, absolutely. But I think there were moments where you saw a little bit of Maybe not hesitation, but just I'm I'm not going to drive in the way that I normally would to make sure that my hamstring is 100% before I do that. Yeah, I, I still went on board with him playing at all, but, you know, it is what it is now. Yeah. Well, look, it, he didn't re-injure himself. He got out there and got some run before going into the second round. You know, did I want him to do it? No, because there was that big chance of getting re-injured. But seeing that he didn't get re-injured and now he's got a little, uh, you know, game speed under or you know, game, game play under him before going into round two, I'm all right with the, it. The risk-reward, I mean, could you imagine if, if Devin Booker got hurt? People would have murdered Monty. Yeah. They would have absolutely murdered Monty. But look, there's just as much of a chance that if they had let him rest and he played on Monday that he gets re-injured because, you know, everything that I've heard is the first two weeks back from a hamstring injury, you have a high probability of re-injuring yourself if you're not careful. So I think they looked at it and said, you know what, you're putting it, you know, he's going to be putting himself at at risk of re-injuring anyways. Let's get him out there and get him some run now where he can go a little slower speed than game one of round two. So. All right. Um, I do have one comment from the chat from Omar. They said, seems like the perfect matchup for Craig to play some good minutes. And I agree. I think this is a better matchup for Tory Craig. We had talked about mm-hmm. this early on in the series um, between the Suns and the Pelicans, that this just wasn't a great matchup for Tory Craig to be as impactful as he can be. I still think last year's Tory Craig is not the Tory Craig we're going to see in this year's playoffs. But I do think in this second round against the Mavs, we will be able to see more contributions from from TC over there. Yeah, definitely. And they'll they'll need him to to pick up where your Jay Crowder left off defensively, you know, when he comes in as well. This this team has got a lot of, you know, guard small forwards that can play well. You're going to need Tory Craig's defense. Any final thoughts on Suns Mavs before we uh, get into some screenshots? I I won't say sweep, but I you know, I five Five, six, that's where this is going to go. I refuse to make a prediction now. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it bit me in the butt. So (laughs) I'm just not doing it. All right. Well, you guys know we're officially in the playoffs. Things are heating up for the Suns. 
And you can cheer on the Suns at the Footprint Center, at games, or at some of our watch parties down at the Ainsworth. And with all the fun events going on around us right now, we want to make sure everyone is safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Let's do some screenshots. Screenshots. Who wants to start? We need a camera sounder. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll go ahead and start. All right. You Go ahead, throw up my screenshot there, Shane. Shane. Go ahead, throw it on up there. Yeah, so this one, uh, I think we might have just seen uh, good old Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert play their last game with the Jazz. And I just wanted to take this back to the time where everybody was talking about, oh, Donovan Mitchell versus Devin Booker and all these crazy Utah fans that were all up in our mentions talking about how Donovan Mitchell is a far better player than than uh, Devin Booker. Wrong. Just wrong. <laughs> Every single one of you was wrong. Your superstar was a fraud, and he will move on to probably the Knicks and be even more of a fraud, and you guys will be stuck with Rudy Gobert and nobody else. Good luck. I think it's going the other way because the Jazz have the All-Star game next year. This sounds insane, but a team wants to have a name that could get in that game uh, and, and a bigger name than a center that just rebounds. I think they trade Gobert. They try to make Donovan Mitchell happy in Utah and go that route. If they trade Rudy Gobert, then you basically are saying you don't want to win a championship at all or even resemble something like that. Rudy Gobert defensively is is as good as any big man in the league. You can't say the same thing about Donovan Mitchell outside of when he's hot offensively. That's it. That's it. He yeah. does nothing else. Yeah, he does nothing else. If you trade if you trade Donovan Mitchell, you're going to get pennies on the dollar. You're not going to get offensive guys back. And it doesn't matter how good your defense is. If you don't have a guy that can fill the stat sheet if he gets hot, you ain't going to the playoffs anyway. So I, I would never trade Rudy Gobert over Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is trash. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> just is. Espo, what's your screenshot? Right, first off, while we're talking Utah, let me apologize to the city of Salt Lake. No, I Salt Lake is you. awful. No, listen. Uh, now that we're not playing them, Dallas is the worst city on the planet. They have shitty cuisine, and I'm sorry that Gerald has to go there uh, now for two games. Salt Lake City is the worst city in America. <laughs> it no, Dallas is. is. We're no, playing Dallas. No, Dallas no, is the worst no, city in America. I know you're, you're, Bunch of cowboy I know hat. you're appeasing right, old boy in, 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 on their Twitter <laughs> mentions. I know this, but I've been to Salt Lake multiple times, and that is the worst city for me to ever go to. There is nothing to do past like the senior special hour at five o'clock in the afternoon. All the restaurants shut down by like seven. It's really like nine, but, and there's no like alcohol to be seen anywhere after like eight o'clock. It's just the worst. It's not fun. It's not fun at all unless you're going skiing and I don't like to ski. So there you go. But by the way, 398 still where we're at on the shirt. <laughs> Anybody want this? No. All right. I think Utah is a, is a pretty state. I'll give it that. <laughs> it's pretty. It is yeah. very pretty. Right. There's no substance. Let's uh, let's go to my screenshot. Did you hear this? There's the new Barbie movie that's coming out starring Margot Robbie, and they said they will not use Aqua's Barbie Girl song Why? in it. Why? That's a travesty. You've got the perfect song for that movie. I mean, the, the picture of Margot Robbie looks like the freaking mu uh, music video from that. I mean, I know that like my age range is the only ones that know that uh, Barbie okay, song. Okay, but, but every generation <laughs> should be blessed with 
The Barbie song. No, no. Every generation should be blessed with Margot Robbie is what it should be. And that's the only reason why anybody's going to watch this movie is for her. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but the, the Barbie song, song is Nobody cares great. about the song. The song makes it. How? The Barbie you song can, is funny. If I saw that in, in the trailer, I'd be like, yeah, all right. You want me over with the star actress and the song? You got a little yeah. sense of humor? Yeah, I'm all in it. Barbie Girl, as Fabio says in the chat, Barbie Girl is a classic. Were you, uh, let me just add, on a scale of one to ten, if your daughter didn't want to go see the movie, just you, not your family, would you go see that movie at all? If the song was in it, yeah. If the song, you're so full of shit, Espo. I'm not. You, you would not go I see the movie song. just because of the song. I might. Oh my god! Pull out your phone. Let me see your iPod. Is it on there? I don't know. I don't save music. It's all streaming now. Anything I want oh is god. one search away. I I won't lie. When I get in like a really, really, really throwback mood, I will play Barbie Girl. Like on, on if Barbie. you're doing like Let's a road Barbie. trip, I, just I feel like there's always all. a point in time when I'm on a long road trip where I need old school <laughs> songs. So it's Barbie Girl, it's Spice Girls, it's like Sammy, like all that stuff that you there's have. Just, it's like an no, hour of I just need just, all Shane, of this music. Shane, I need some some sanity so, so here from the resident DJ on the show. There's no way I did play the song at our parties. Multiple Thank times. you. There's just it's no way. Banger. There's Thank just you, no Shane. way I can envision. Lindsay cruising down the highway and this song playing in her car. I refuse to believe it. I just refuse to believe it. It just doesn't seem like it's in your DNA. DJ Father. These are all old school songs. Like old school songs just have a certain (sighs) thing to them that make you happy. Lindsay, listen to it. Charles Woodall Pike in the chat says Barbie Girl is one of the greatest hits of the 90s. I am vindicated. Yeah. Now bid on the shirt. Saul, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, you I'm just a, need to lean in and have I'm some a, fun. I'm a disbeliever in Lean this. into it and this have some disbeliever. fun. The 43-year-old man we're is gonna, a disbeliever. We're, 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 I'm 42, you jerk. <laughs> You're um, close to 43, we are, right? No, I'm not. I'm not even close. It's like four months away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. My screenshot is Mikhail's Instagram post from last night. So the first picture, it's a little mini carousel. The first picture is him shooting. Uh, but the second picture is what makes this so much more fun. It's a photo of Andre Drummond throwing up the peace sign as he's driving to the basket. And the caption that Mikhail had is it's just a peace sign emoji. And then Andre Drummond is in the chat like, you wild for this one. And all of his teammates are in the chat. And I believe this is a, a reoccurring thing for Mikhail, right? After every series in the playoffs, he posts some silly like meme type photos throughout the season. So... I'm a big fan of that. Mikhail's a great follow on social media if you don't already follow it. <laughs> he was he was just uh, sad he didn't get any F. Mikkel Bridges uh, shirts. He was just upset that, that they didn't hate him enough in, uh, in New Orleans. I don't know if Mikkel... You can't hate Mikkel. No. Well, you can. No, you can't. You can. No. Dallas is going to hate him when he's shutting Luca's ass down. I don't know. I feel like Mikkel is just one of those guys that you cannot... You cannot convince me that he deserves any type of hate. No, like, like that's Jay like, is sassy, so that's fair. Oh, Mikhail ain't sassy. Mikhail is sassy as hell. Yeah, but it's, have you not watched this guy all season? This is this he, is, he, he got a dunk and then he even leaned back and was like, "Oh, big man!" Like, yeah, but it's like this is like a, a troll look. I don't know. It's just something about the way Mikhail trolls that you can't. I'm just no. like, you have to admit that it's funny. It's because you're in it. 
Maybe. You're on that side. <laughs> if I was watching Mikhail Bridges, I'd be like, look at this guy. Every single time he gets an and one, he goes over to the sideline, he does these crazy little handshakes. Yeah, fuck that yelling dude. At his bench. That's how I would be. Yeah, like Yeah. Lindsay, totally. you're you're too much in your feels. Yeah, on this absolutely point. in your feels about it. By the way, Fabio brings up something that was almost my screenshot. He said, Did you see Book's Instagram stories? He got a skateboard from Tony Hawk. Yeah. It was a custom skateboard oh, nice. with yeah. a uh, with an inscription from Tony Hawk. That's pretty cool. I didn't know I didn't know Book was a big skateboard guy, but it looked like he was super excited to have it. So that's pretty cool. I know I bring this up all the time, <laughs> like my favorite videos from the internet. But people recognizing Tony Hawk, but then thinking it's not him, is also one of the greatest things to ever come out of the internet. True. That will never not be funny to me. All right, gentlemen, our next partner is a product that does so much for your health and your wellness. I'm talking about Athletic Greens. With oh, one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and so much more. They are here to help you start your day right. Athletic Greens is a no-brainer. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs you less than $3 a day. Less and, than $3? Yes, and you're that's, investing in your health as well. That's less than a cup of coffee. And it you know is. what? It wakes you up better than a cup of coffee. Exactly. I didn't take it at all this week, and I paid the price. You've been dragging. I was sick. I was dragging. I need to get back on my athletic greens <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and right now, if you guys are interested in checking out athletic greens to make it easy... Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash suns. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com slash suns to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, this next partner is Saul's favorite partner. I'm talking about OG's brand. Let's go. Stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. Saul will tell you that the best flavor is the orange creamsicle, but they also have tropical and watermelon. You guys should try them out and let us know what your favorite flavor is. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to OG'sBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com to find OG's near you. Shane, you got a... Producer surprise for us. Yeah, quick one. Um, the NFL draft last night. Okay. I feel like it was lacking a little bit in outfits. Um, there were some cool ones, but not as many as I usually see. If you guys were to get drafted, what's your go-to fit? Uh, the purple uh, suit that uh, that Eddie Murphy wore in his uh, stand-up special. I'd rock that purple one piece. You ever see that? No? All right. No, I don't know what you're I'll find about. A Which one? Uh, from from the eighties, like I'll, I mean, I'll he find had, he had multiple stand up specials. I'll, I'll find a picture. He had Delirious. He had Raw. I think it was Raw. Raw was red. And Delirious is what it was. Delirious was a two piece. They're all they were both two pieces. All right, maybe I see. He tried to call me out on some Eddie Murphy oh, shit. I, I didn't. I wasn't trying that. to call you out. Um, that one, thank yeah. Yeah, Shane's pulling up a jacket uh, with the pants. Yes, that's you're right. showing up under Raw. Or is Google wrong? Oh, Google no, no, could that, be wrong. That is Raw. I said Delirious. Delirious was the red. Uh, yeah, raw, raw was the purple. purple. I'd rock. I'd rock That's the a raw fun purple uh, suit. <laughs> it is. I just got pictured you with that. <laughs> Somebody find it in my size. I'll rock it oh on the show. Whatever. I'm serious. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what would my draft outfit be? 
is a tough one. I have mine if you want to stall. Go, yeah. go ahead, Shane. Mine would be a, a, a just a full like maroon suit, but the sleeves are cut off. Oh my and, god! And so and the shorts are short, or and the pants are short. They're shorts. Yeah. I could see that. Oh, isn't that like the ACDC look? John Cena. I would me. go crazy in that. I don't know why. I'm just envisioning John Cena wearing that right now. The yeah. funniest part is I'm not getting drafted. I'm just going to wear that to the draft. I kind of liked um, like Kayvon Thibodeau's fit last night. The only thing that was missing from it, like my guy literally looked like he was uh, leading the nation of Islam. He looked like Minister Farrakhan. He had the part in his hair. He had the shades. He had the the suit and the and the bow tie, but his suit was lined with like sequins, um, like diamond studs. Probably mm-hmm. it, it was fly as hell. The only thing I would do to change that is I would also steal another little Eddie Murphy thing, and I would have a little lion, just right there on the shoulder. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, that's fantastic. Uh, you'd be wearing Louis Vuitton. Oh shoes, yes, right? Louis Vuitton. That's a callback. We talked about that it's a lot. Louboutin. Louboutin. It's Louboutin, and then I, there's Louis Vuitton. Now look, I, I know, I know Lou real well. I call him. Okay. Louis, so. Go, oh, gotcha. My <laughs> so bad. It's personal. Sorry. Didn't didn't mean to <laughs> to uh, discredit you there or anything. I don't know what I would wear. I think I would wear a suit though, because Lord knows I hate dresses and skirts. So give me pants, one hundred percent of the time. How come you never wore suits um, when you were doing sideline stuff? I did a couple times. Did you? Yeah. Oh. It's hard to find. My problem is, is I don't like thick suits. I like them to be very lightweight, and it is kind of hard to find. I was expecting suits. PJs or like a PJ suit. Oh, pajamas. that's actually yeah. a genius idea, like satin yeah. suit that's basically like you're wearing pajamas. I love that. Yeah. Then you could have had like the that back flap the down, option. and you could have wore like like underwear that said "You can't touch this" or something like this. I mean, maybe that's a little too far. <laughs> <Wow>. in, in sequins <laughs> or something like that. Maybe that's a what, little too that's far. What, maybe that's what I would have done. Yeah, maybe that's what I, I'll it do. It sounds like you want to wear a juicy couture sweat. <laughs> yes, that sounds yes. like what you're the vibe yeah, you're putting yeah, out right yeah. now. I would totally I, rock. I hear that's coming back uh, in style. What, so. What's uh, what's that show that was on Netflix? Um, Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a black show. Um, and the, the lead is like, he's, he's a, he's a, like a, a producer or something like that, but he's always wearing. Blackish? The, no, it's not blackish. It's a, Isn't it's a he a producer? One. Uh, wait, is it blackish? He works in Hollywood, right? Is that the one that's on ABC? I have yes. no idea. No, no, no. Yes. This one's on Netflix. It's straight okay. up Netflix. Yeah. Anyway, he's always wearing those like couture velvety, mm-hmm. you know, jumpsuits. And I was like, man, that shit looks fly. I wish I could pull that off. You know, is this the NFL draft Yeah, that, that I'd wear too? Because I did it have an F uh, Roger Goodell. Oh, okay. that congratulations on Boosie Credit Score. I don't know what that was. Fabio would, said, would Lindsay wear a beanie? Absolutely. Diamond studded beanie. beanie. All right. Yeah. That sounds about right. All right, guys. Come on, last chance to bid. Three ninety eight on this shirt. Oh Nobody. All right. You got thirty you seconds to get I'll your sl- bids in I'll right now. All right. Sounds tonight. good. You got thirty seconds to get your bids in. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for having some fun with us on Fun Fridays. Just a reminder, we do have some really dope T-shirts available in our locker. The Valley Sicko shirt dropped just a few weeks ago. We've got the Point God shirts. Grab yours for the rest of the playoffs. Oh, Rob came in $4.99. Here goes nothing. I, I'm Espo, sorry. You did yeah, it. I get distracted by all these best cams. Espo, you did it. Shout out to Rob. DM me on the Twitters, Rob, and I will get you your shirt. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Rob, you can tweet at Espo, and everyone else can tweet at Espo at Espo. 
Asbo, take us home. Remember, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> Ahoy ho.